0: You know, politicians do have to think about what we say And I think the trouble with Twitter, the instantness of it is, is I think there's too many twits might make a twat
1: Hello and welcome to the Open Conservative Project With me, Sam Coulson and my co-host Tom Hobson How are you Tom? Uh, fine, fine, I'm not going to do the usual It's
0: early and I'm <laughs> tired But yes, I'm fine Good. How are you?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm well thank you, I'm well I'm um, mm-hmm. fully back from holiday now you know, the reality <laughs> of work has set back in, um, which is fine. I, I like my job, but, you know, it is what it is. You don't really want to work, do you? Let's be no one wants to work. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I'm well, thanks. I, I've been watching the news like a uh, hawk this week, Tom. Oh. Um, um, are you glued to COP26? I'm glued to COP26. Should we start with COP26? <laughs> Why not? Um, what's going on? I Joe, I... Have I paid attention? Not as much as I should do if I'm a responsible citizen. Yeah, well, but I think that's the takeaway, isn't it, because they haven't done very much. So should I, let, let's rewind a bit and think, um, you know, what's gone on this week. So the big announcements, as I recall them, are one, a big deal on ending deforestation, by like yeah. 2035, <clears throat> I think, was it? That was that well, was the kind of twenty thirty 2030 or twenty thirty five, one of those it, it was something in that kind of ballpark. Um and you know that, that feels good. That was kind of that must have been in the pocket before the meeting started, negotiated by AIDS, oh. because that was such a quick announcement on that, to have like a positive story on day one, you know? Or it's just an easy win. But yes, you're probably right. I recently reread. I recently reread Ben Rhodes' book. He's the Obama um, foreign foreign policy chief. Okay. And the amount of work that goes into these kind of summits is is obviously kind of it's colossal, and I, I think we all accept that anyway. But it's all yes, it's all done beforehand, really. Well, of course it is. Everyone knows what they think they can get out of it. You know, and and it and they negotiate prior to all of this. So it's it's great that they didn't leak any of the deforestation stuff. Although I'm sure if you're, if you work in energy policy, maybe they did leak all the, de- you know, maybe they know, this stuff ahead yeah. of you know us, the GP. But yeah, it was all it's all pre pre done to a degree, isn't it, and then negotiated. Um, but that seems like a noble a noble target, the old ending deforestation, doesn't it? Yes, yeah. I mean you some would say you should do it yesterday, not in
0: ten years. Well, time, yeah, whatever it is.
1: And I guess that's what we've kind of slightly come on to, but Yes. Um and then the other big one is this uh, There's a methane one. Oh, there's the methane oh, I forgot about the methane one. Yes. When's the
0: methane one? Oh I can't remember. But it is essentially a a concerted effort to reduce methane emissions. <laughs>
1: Okay. hmm mm-hmm. Which has been signed up by eighty old countries. That's, that's like very that. good. Um I would need to check which countries have signed up to this because I feel like isn't Brazil like the biggest methane producer because of all the hugely intensive cattle farming they do on Probably. on the land that they are, you know, chopping down the Amazon rainforest to yeah, to create. Um I believe that You're is cynic. The, the, the main one. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, it's a nice goal. And then there's the um, shifting reliance off coal kind of target. That was the the big one that came out yesterday. We were recording this on the Thursday, the 4th. Um, yes. You know, it, it feels like a fair amount has been done this week, but I would say none of that has really stuck on the old headlines particularly well, has it? Um, no, I, re- I remember looking at the BBC News website, and I think I think it's probably Geo Force to put this out. Look on the BBC News
0: website. Front page was all... 26, COP26, top 26, Cop 26, top 26 and then you see the top 10 most read and none of them are in it <laughs> it's yeah. it, feels, it feels like people aren't paying attention in this country yep. and it is actually a little bit of a well, is it? but it feels like a kind of Westminster bubble story in that most people aren't paying attention to what's going on, they'll hear the announcements at the end I suspect and go that'll be nice and yeah. that's
1: it uh, and I'm unclear as to when the end is, if it was yesterday or if it is potentially today, because they need another big press hit, right? And there are other news stories that are dominating the news, which, which we can come on to. But should we, let's, let's let's dig into COP a bit more. I think you're right that no one's paying attention to it. Um, one person who I rely on as a bit of a weather vane as to what the general public see and hear about in the news said to me, did you see that uh, Boris didn't wear a mask next to David Attenborough? That was the big takeaway for them. Like, I yes. think that's what's doing the round on the kind of, like, Instagram social media stuff. Yes, it is. that, that, that Those kind of stories, because I remember watching a Twitter clip of
0: Angela Merkel getting out of her car, putting her mask on, walking into the building, <laughs> approaching someone, taking her mask off and shaking their hand. And <laughs> it's just the whole theatre
1: associated yes. with the mask wearing. Like, it's such a... Political thing now. It is, it is, and and you know, you had the leaders' photo at the beginning where Joe Biden stood two two meters away from everybody else, right to the left of the uh, the left of the picture. There was, you know, that you know, you, you know, you get these whole uh, groups of these delegates. I think it's about eighty world leaders, isn't it? And yeah, Joe Biden standing way off. And you know, this was being used <laughs> quite on, funny. Like, you know, Donald Trump Twitter people to be like, oh, you know. Trump wouldn't have done this, like, blah, blah, blah. Just the normal nonsense, right? He would have been at the centre of yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so oh, He did also fall into the trap of Sleepy Joe, didn't he? He did. Uh, yes, he did fall into the trap of Sleepy Joe. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, that was slightly embarrassing. To the point where,
0: like, <laughs> I found it interesting that you had a few BBC journalists picking up the line
1: of Sleepy Joe, which is a Donald Trump line. Yes. He's trying to start a right-wing, or well, free speech, not right-wing, Social media site, isn't he?
0: Yes, he is. I think he's already started it, um and he calls himself the truth or
1: something like oh, that. that's right I, like, I
0: remember reading the initial press release and thinking Christ alive <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, a bit uh, a bit Russell Brand. Do you remember the truths? no that's Russell it was Russell Brand's YouTube show where he interviewed Ed, Milimon, uh, Ed Miliband amongst others. The oh, yeah, I do remember. I do remember Russell Brand endorsing Miliband. That was wonderful. That was great. I, I still should buy a mug with the uh, the Owen Jones Guardian uh, comment is free piece. <laughs> what was it? The Tories should be worried, or something? Yeah, like. uh, Russell Brand has endorsed Ed Miliband, and the Tories should be worried <laughs> 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 on the eve of the 2015 general election. Um, Pivotal. Huge. Uh, anyway, we've we've we slipped digress, far we away
0: from COP22 to hit Russell Brand.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think it's in, that's like if there was something really big to say about COP26, we'd have we'd have found nothing to talk about, right? It just feels like it has slipped by the wayside this week. Even the PM has been jetting back and forth to it. And that's that's yeah. the story where he's been using a private jet to come to and forth from from Glasgow yes. to London. Yeah,
0: and you see all these little media clips of all these idling Mercedes diesels yeah. on the streets of Glasgow. And I, you know, it's it's right, but it, it does point to the fact that do do these people in these in these negotiations really think about that? <laughs> Clearly not. And they also have. I don't know, do they have much decision over that? Yeah, actually, they could get out of the car and say somebody on the lines of, don't forget to switch your engine off. And it sounds a bit cheesy politically, but that person who is driving the car will switch their engine off as a result of that fact,
1: I would have thought. Yes, true. There's a fundamental issue here, right, which is that for two decades, the onus on climate change has been pushed towards the individual, right? We should recycle... We should uh, turn the lights off when you leave a room, even if you're going back into it in two minutes' time. You know, all this kind of stuff. We have to be the ones that are making a change. So when you see world leaders jetting around, private or not, or having a car idling, you know, it looks like, oh, we've been told for years we shouldn't do this. But the reality is that that COP exposes is that it's countries, right? It's and its industry. It's China burning... Yes, a thousand tons of coal a day. You know, it, it, it's not. Or solid done that, yeah. It's it, it, it's not about us turning the lights off, really. Obviously, it's good, and I do these things. I recycle, blah blah blah. But it's that's not the end game for this, is it? It's not how we really get past global warming. Yeah, it's not going to be the tipping point to
0: to get us to one and a half degrees. No, is it really? No. If you look at some of the historical data. Global carbon emissions, and you know China outpaces in terms of emissions by almost tenfold or something silly like that. All the historic emissions of the UK since mm-hmm. the beginning of the industrial revolution—it's <laughs> you know, it actually puts it on a scale showing we are going to make minimal difference. It doesn't yeah. mean we shouldn't do it, but we're going to make minimal difference. Yeah,
1: and and because this is a global crisis, us making you know, us not burning coal for 50% of the year, you know, relying on renewables and all that kind of good stuff, it doesn't mean that our sea levels won't rise around us. You know, it's not like we're in a protective yeah. bubble. And, the, and this is kind of the issue where it's... I'm actually really pleased that some, not all, world leaders came to this summit. Obviously, mm. uh, Xi Jinping did not, uh, mm. did not attend. Uh, Vladimir Putin did not attend. Um... Turkey's president didn't attend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind them all flying in and blah, blah, blah. I, I like, yeah, optically it's bad, but that's kind of, in a way, the media's fault for drumming up those stories when I'd rather they covered them. No, it's an easy story, isn't it's it? It's such an easy story, and, like, it looks like easy hypocrisy when the rest of us are trying to do it a bit better. Yeah. But the rest of us yeah. are trying not to, what was it, We're trying, we shouldn't wash our dishes before putting them in the dishwasher. That was the big recommendation uh, yes. a few months ago. Yeah. <sighs> I remember that. That's you know, funny. And how, how many households not washing their dishes before putting them in the dishwasher does it take to cancel out the private plane that Boris took from Glasgow to London yesterday evening? To fair a fair few, you know, a fair few. Um, I I get it. It's a nice, easy story. Whatever. Um, we had Greta in town. Greta was in the UK. Tom, the prophet listens, of
0: doom, as some people call us. <laughs>
1: I like Greta. I think she's good. I, I think without her, climate change would have slipped on the international agenda and she she in large part is the is responsible for keeping it up there in terms of people caring about it at, at least shall we say in, in the West. Um you know, her impact in Russia or China.
0: I take your point, but I think there have always been someone who was doing that. She just happens to have been become the lodestar of it. (laughs) And you know, whatever they achieve at COP 26, will never be good enough for someone like her. No. You know, if they were coming out with all sorts of really good things, the whole world's going to be net zero by 2030. She would turn around and say, "That's not good enough. You need to do it yesterday."
1: Yeah. But there's a role for people like that, right? Like, I think that's professional protesters. (sighs) Yeah, but people that are essentially trying to shift the Overton window, right? Like, Al Gore is the big one, you know? But genuinely, (laughs) like, that is... That is seeing an inconvenient truth when I was nine or ten or however old I was when it came out was my my big awakening. And go, when does the killing start? (laughs) because it that. wasn't an action film oh right okay yes I think I understood what it was going into it to be fair <laughs> um <laughs> I but that was my big like wake up to what global warming was really you know and and he is constantly tried to shift the open window like of this stuff and I think Greta is the next in a you know she, she is galvanizing today's youth on this kind of stuff which i think is really important to shift and shape the debate um yeah, I, I, I've, I've got a lot of time for old Greta. <laughs> I like her. Um, Fine. So that's that's Cop. I mean, what, what more is there to say? I'm not sure there's too much, really, because just... Well, we're kind of halfway through it, aren't we? So we'll
0: see what, see what the end game of it is. True, <clears> true.
1: <throat> well, shall we move on to uh, the second Westminster bubble story of the week, Tom? Uh, yes, what would that be, Sam? I haven't noticed anything going on <laughs> Owen Patterson has been a rather naughty boy <laughs> Turns out he has According to one parliamentary standards body that may or may not <laughs> exist anymore Doesn't exist this morning, does it? <laughs> I don't think it does um, So for the context here What's the context, Tom? Owen Patterson. The context is Sorry, go on, I thought you were asking me uh, No, you go for it
0: Well, I'll... Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm going to get this right now, you're going to tell me. <laughs> um, he got paid by some business, which I can't remember what it was, mm-hmm. a lot of money, more than he earns as a Member of Parliament, and subsequently he has been found across a whole load of emails, texts, blah, 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 meetings, that he has lobbied furiously, <laughs> absolutely furiously on behalf of this company, which, funny enough, brought him up against Standards Committee, um... There were multiple delays, mainly um, due to the death of his wife, am I right in saying? She's yes, very sad, I understand why there'll be delays on it. And he has been found wanting by the current Standards Committee.
1: And I think we could go further than wanting. I think we could just say guilty. They, they <laughs> yes. slammed him in that report. I mean, they, they really yes. went for it, and I think recommended fully his suspension from Parliament for 30 days.
0: Yes, yes, they did, Um, which doesn't seem very
1: long, all things considered. But but I think it's uh, a similar length to what uh, Rob Roberts MP, who by the same standards committee was found to have um, sexually harassed a number of parliamentary staff got. Of his own, yes. Yes, so what they voted to do is get rid of this standards committee uh, Mm. and replace it with a new one, which is made up... (laughs) It is, so, it is so Stalin-esque. It, it, they, they're replacing this this fairly independent body with one which is made up uh, by members of the governing party in the majority, in the vast majority. They outnumber the yeah. other MPs that sit on it about two to one. It's also made up of MPs instead of independent individuals. Um, yep. Yeah. But, yeah, it completely rewrites the rules. Um it does, especially since this standards body was brought in in the sort of post-expenses scandal yeah. it environment. Was a, a Cameron era, early Cameron era um, policy to bring this in. Yeah, to try and clean up politics. And here we are, a decade later, undoing it because, you know, someone that is popular amongst the Conservatives in Parliament uh, is found themselves in hot water with it. Um, yes, it,
0: you might have thought David Cameron would find himself in the same hot water nowadays, but...
1: <laughs> well, I believe he did he go through there. something to do with them. I believe that's in part why he was hauled in front of select committees. I could be wrong there. Um, I can't remember. So, it's, you know, it feels like rather a shame. I think what we should say is, as well, the specific charges brought against Dan Patterson were things like... he um, he was He was paid as a consultant for, I think it was mm. two companies... And they were quite niche. Um, I think they were kind of food production farming companies. He was DEFRA secretary in like 2012, something like that. Um, yes. Uh, there was actually some flooding in Devon at that time, and I met her in Paterson when he came down to visit the floods. There you go. Um, Say hi to the floods. Yes, exactly. Get a photo into the floods and then, you know, go back but to Westminster. Off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And say so, like, he, this is an area he's familiar with. He must have known, you know, people at these companies. And, yeah, he was lobbying really hard for them to, I think, essentially lessen some safety wrecks. But they were very specific safety wrecks. This is the thing. This wasn't an MP taking an interest in, you know, a, a broad policy area and making kind of broad mm-hmm. recommendations about the area that they'd like to go in and lobbying ministers on that. on. In that sense, this was a paid thing to to try and target very specific pieces of regulation. Uh, he was using his parliamentary office to hold meetings. He was writing to ministers in his capacity as an MP to push no. these changes. It's completely not allowed at all. He's He's been absolutely banged to rights on this one. Um, I can't believe he did it because I think anyone would know that that's not on. It, it feels very odd. He, he has said he would do it all again in a heartbeat. Um, yeah, he seems pretty unrepentant, doesn't he? He does. <clears throat> and, and maybe there is more to this story, but the Parliamentary Standards Committee didn't, didn't see it that way. Um, so anyway, yeah, this love <laughs> vote was passed, and now the Parliamentary Standards Committee is no longer. It is no more. Mm. Um,
0: and it's an interesting one. I mean, I, can't, I kind of wish I knew the in and out details. I haven't read the report like you. Um, but instinctively... I, think so. I suspect most people don't know the in-and-out details, oh, like on. me. And this this is just going to become, you know, who kicks up the biggest stink about it mm-hmm. as to how it plays out <clears throat> across media and social media. Yep. And I think it's obvious which way it's going to go. Mm-hmm. And the question is, is it going to stick?
1: Right, and I, and this is really what I wanted to talk about with you on this. Um, I, I had a question for you, which is, you know, of the conservative people you know, has there been any yep. kind of loose feedback on this? What's the mood inside the party about this situation, if if there is one yet?
0: Um, it's possibly too early to tell. I haven't actually spoken to many people about it. I've mm-hmm. spoken to a couple of people, and it's generally kind of, oh for fuck's sake, why do we need this? Excuse my language, yeah. but why is this going on? Um, you know what what. what... <laughs> What is the default position of the Johnson government and, and the general government mm. when something like this happens? It's actually to, you know, go out on a limb and defend them. And we've seen that yeah. quite a few times until it becomes completely untenable to defend them. <laughs> yes. And then everyone goes, well, did you not notice this about six months ago? Mm. And I think back to previous governments. Would they have gone out on a limb to defend them? I suspect not. You know, yeah. Theresa May would have just sacked him because I suspect she would have enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, David Cameron would have done anything to distance himself from something like that and actually yeah. use it as an opportunity to, in air quotes, modernise the party. The Johnson government is quite difficult, different in its approach. <clears throat> doesn't seem to have done it any damage in terms of polling over the last... Um, we're coming up on two years now, aren't we? Mm-hmm. You know, Is there going to come a point where these sorts of things do start to damage, where someone create some sort of viral clip of every single time this sort of thing has happened over the last two, three, four years, whenever it happens. And there are just so many people Mm. turn around and say, Christ alive, what have we been putting up with?
1: I don't know. Perhaps. Perhaps, Tom. Or is it Teflon? Is he Teflon? I don't know. He seems to be. Because, you know, Labour went very hard on this yesterday um, with, you know, Rachel Reeves had some good lines about yes. it. Um, and were obviously Labour voted against, you know, scrapping this thing. And it should be said, a number of Conservative MPs, uh, I think 13, 13 uh, yeah. actually rebelled on a three-line whip. And then uh, I, I think 50 more. Um, uh, more than that, about 90. Abstained. Just abstained, yeah. So it was a hefty rebellion. It um, yeah. still passed, so, you know, whatever. Um it's... Yeah, I, I don't know how much cut-through this is going to get. This is the thing, isn't it? It's always the thing. I think you're right of, like, does it just get packaged up amongst all the sleaze going? But then...
0: But so on, on a grand scale, how much sleaze is there? Yeah, how much sleaze is there? You know, on a grand scale of sleaze... You know, there's more going under the sur- more going on under the surface than we know about. And it actually feels like there's not a huge amount going on. Mm. Yeah, there's not widespread state sponsored corruption of things
1: no and and i think the slight problem is that you've got a hardcore labour left where anything the government does is sleaze right like any yeah. contract given to anybody is automatically sleaze regardless of whether it was sleaze or not and, be, yes. and you you can only slur, throw around that word for so long before it loses all meaning whereas i think this is i i, I think this is fairly cut and dry as not a yes. great thing. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think um, it's wrong. I, 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 yeah, like, this doesn't feel like the one to me. Um, and, I, and I do think, uh, you know, Owen Patterson on the evidence available to the public right now, yeah, like, really is very much in the wrong here. And I say yes. that as a former lobbyist. Like, if any, if any of our... I mean, God knows what must be happening inside the public affairs departments of those firms over the last few days, it'll be an absolute nightmare to them because it probably moves them into almost very hot water with regulators, to be honest. Um, uh, it's going to destroy some of their relationships. Like None of this, this isn't good for anybody, what's happened here. Well, no one else is going to want to touch them, are they? No. It's going to be very hard to have a meeting with someone that you know has paid an MP to do lobbying on, your, on their behalf. Yes. Yeah. Theo Bertram, who was one of Gordon Brown's spads, and now runs policy for TikTok, was tweeting, this okay. is going to be on every Labour election leaflet, you know, in the upcoming yes. election. They'd be crazy not to have this absolutely everywhere. Do you think that's true? Or do you think this is just, like,
0: what a- whatever? I don't know. Well, they've apparently they're already setting up, you know, long-running ads in um, specific constituencies related to this issue. Interesting. You know, why wouldn't you use it? Oh, gotcha. Is there anything else going on that you could use? May <laughs> as well use it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't know how. It, it's only if the, if it rumbles on. The trouble is, he, he's going to be in the House of Commons. He's going to carry on being a public figure, yep. and as a result of that, it probably will kind of rumble on every time he stands up to speak. There'll all <clears throat> there'll be a flutter of oh, well, he was the disgraced. Yeah, you know, yeah, that—that's what it'll be. You know, someone like Neil Hamilton was disgraced former Tory MP Neil Hamilton. Whenever he came up and said anything in his UKIP days, and he still—he's now the leader of UKIP now, actually. <laughs> um, but yeah. because he's, he's still there, you know, he hasn't stepped away from the yeah. from the limelight.
1: I wonder what his you local know, association think of it. I wonder if they are not happy. You know, we—I don't have any links to that. I don't know where he's the MP for really. But. I,
0: I know I was, I was going to ask that question I don't know I, I can't remember off um, the top of
1: my head but you know this is the kind of thing a local association doesn't like frankly if we're going to get into the weeds of Conservative Party stuff like yeah. a local associations can kind of be quite vicious places towards their MPs um, and you've no, got to just. you know they are a quite key stakeholder that an MP has to manage I would say keeping people yes. on the side so uh, you know EARNPATTERN has obviously been there for decades and probably is basically controls this local association. Um but if there is even a small faction in there that don't like this, they could organise to reselect him at the next you know election. I don't think that'll happen for the record, but yeah. I think chances are slim.
0: Yeah, there's more chance of CCHQ saying to him, Thank you very much for all your service. Yeah. Um, now's the now's the time at the next general election to, to step, step, step away. away. And, yes. you know, yeah. Shoehorn someone some for the A list in or something like <laughs> that.
1: The A list—that's a throwback. Is there an A list? We have an A list now. I have no idea, sir. <laughs> the A list was a David Cameron idea. Um, yes. Of which uh, an MP that I used to work for was the first candidate put on the A list. Tom, there you go. Was he? He was.
0: Was he? Um,
1: I don't know. Is there much?
0: Is there much else to say about it? Not it's, really. It's it's problematic think it's going to rumble on simply because he's still there yeah um and he's unrepe- it's actually uh, that's compounded by the fact he's completely unrepentant yes. about
1: it <laughs> yeah
0: um, maybe... and it's just another it's another Tory story that isn't, isn't great
1: <laughs> yeah it's interesting what you said about the Johnson angle like they do just dig in to defend their people you know we think that's to. Who... you Uh, one Mr. Dominic Cummings Dominic if you're listening please come on the podcast Um, (laughs) but you know if if Dominic if Cummings hadn't afterwards uh, come out and every single week launched a tirade against Boris Johnson on Substack then I think that would have been a bigger sleaze story but because the object of the sleaze is now saying there's so much sleaze it's kind Mm -hmm. of almost null it's like neutralised it in a weird way. I don't know. There's a lot rumbling on. Um, Should we draw a line under that
0: story? Yeah, let's, because, you know, we haven't analysed it very well. There's not much more to say about it. I think (laughs) it's all just going to play out, and we're going to watch it. It's going to be, from from our perspective, you know,
1: disappointing but entertaining. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And a very Westminster bubble story. Um, At the moment. At the moment.
0: Thank you very much for listening. Uh, The Open Conservative project. Um, it's a bit bit brief this week, I suppose, but that's, that's testament to the fact that nothing interesting is happening Absolutely. except COP26, which is obviously pivotal and is going to make
1: a real difference. Yes. Uh, our listener will be very grateful that it's brief this week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, our one listener. Your mother! <laughs> <laughs>